Hi, I'm Brittany Mitchell. I spent more than a decade in TV news before starting my own business. Curiosity has always fueled my success. I love asking great questions and learning great lessons. Now I'm bringing that passion to this podcast because I believe everyone has something to teach us. So let's dive in. Imagine walking down the street and suddenly spotting a small bag filled with sea glass and a card that reads, here's a gift from the sea, a reminder to appreciate your unique gifts and share them with the world. You'd probably wonder who left you this gift and why? The answer is in this week's episode. Our guest today is Michelle Beebe from Sag Harbor, New York. By trade, she is a clinical social worker. Michelle, welcome. We're glad you're with us on the podcast this week. Thank you. Good to be here. You started doing something unusual during COVID, or at least for a lot of people, it's unusual, that had to do with sea turtles. Tell us about that. Uh, Back in the fall, um, our library was closed. And so they were starting to have online programs And one of them that caught my eye was on local sea turtles. Um, So I did the program on Zoom for an hour or something like that. And they were looking for volunteers to rescue sea turtles over the winter season. Um, So I went and got training for that outside in the middle of winter. Um, I am not a winter person. (laughs) So this was like, okay, I must really be dedicated because part of it was that you were going to walk the beaches in the wintertime looking for stranded sea turtles. Um, So just a brief background on the sea turtle thing. Uh, Sea turtles get washed up on shore and get cold stunned. That's what it's called. And they can't get back into the water. So if someone doesn't find them on the beaches, they die. Wow. So what they were doing was asking for volunteers. They trained us how to do it. Vitals to look for is really exciting. and our job was to sign up for different north-facing beaches north, where the wind comes in on the north side right. and walk those beaches. Wow. And so I signed up a couple of days a week to do that. And um, I think it was probably in January. I started probably end of November cold. And one particular really windy, cold day, I'm walking down the beach and I'm like, I, I only have like another eighth of a mile. I'm just going to turn around. Like, Really, I did my job, right? No sea turtles today. And there's a part in, inside of me, this like voice was like, keep going. You committed to this, keep going. Wow. And so I went and lo and behold, there was a sea turtle stranded on the beach. Of course, I freaked out. Um, <laughs> of course. Of course. What else could I do? I hear this like sea turtle, like pretty big sea turtle on the beach. Um, call all my people, my people meaning my kids and my husband to say, oh my gosh, I don't know how to drop a pin to let them know where I am. And like, because you're not putting it back in the water. You're calling volunteers to help you. Yes. We're calling the agency because we put them back in the, um, the water. They'll definitely die. They've been stunned. They have to warm up. They have to rehab. There's a process. There's a process. Okay. Someone came and got the sea turtle. I continued walking every, and of course, find a turtle. I am like, I'm up in my walking. I'm walking every day now. (laughs) Now I'm going to do this daily. (laughs) Now I'm daily. I am committed to my warmest gear. And as I start to walk, I don't find any more sea turtles, but I start to find sea glass. Oh, so there's the connection. So explain to people what sea glass is. I think most people know. Most people know. So it's glass that is washed up on shore, um, tumbled from the sea. Now, some of it's totally finished. Some of it's not. And this became like ritual for me during COVID to 
go to the beach, spend time meditating, praying. It was like, it became like this very uh, great time for my insides. Mm, yeah. So I started finding this glass and I was like, oh my gosh, what a gift from the sea. Like that's all I kept seeing it was, was a gift. And then I started seeing it like in images when I'd find a piece like, oh, wow, a necklace would be really beautiful out of that. And so I kept walking and I kept walking and I kept walking and I kept collecting. And I thought, what am I doing with all this beach glass? I really right. don't know what I'm going to do with it. Walking, asking, talking out loud on the beach. Sure. And, and it became, it was a gift from the sea. And that um, we all have gifts to share, all of mm, us. Mm. We all have unique gifts and talents. And I somehow wanted this sea glass to represent that for each person. I love it. So I then decided to tumble the sea glass. Now tell um, me about that. You mentioned tumbling and I had not heard of that. Okay. So actually now I know it was January because my birthday's in January and I asked for a tumbler for my birthday from my family. Right. It's like a rock tumbler. Okay. So you put in like this uh, abrasive sort of sand and it finishes tumbling the glass so it becomes soft. Okay. So some I glass I found was soft and some glass I wasn't. Right. Wasn't soft. So I start tumbling the glass. I start sorting it out. I turn our dining room into jars of blue <laughs> and green and white Neat. and brown sea glass. And then I get the help of my daughter, who's um, at the time was 16. And I say, Ab, this is my idea. I really want to share this with people um, for people to, to share their gifts and talents. How can we do that? Mm. I am a technology, not so good in that area. Right. So she takes on the technology part and she said, oh, that's great, mom. We'll put it on Instagram. We'll, we'll form an account. The Sea Glass we'll, Project. The Sea Glass Project under slash 21 was formed. And we did it together. And um, so what we've done was then we bought these little tiny bags. We put a piece of sea glass in a bag with a little laminated note that basically said, uh, this is a gift from the sea. You too have a gift. Please share it with the world. Mm. And um, and post it on our Instagram if you'd like to share or pass your sea glass along. That's kind of where we're at. We've been leaving it in people's baskets in town. We've been putting it on windshields. We've been posting like, oh, <clears throat> new drop today to see what's going to happen. So we're it's really new. It's I love this. And so your idea is that the sea glass is a gift from sea. It's a symbol that all of us have gifts and talents that we've been given that we're supposed to share with the world in the way the sea shares the sea glass with the shore. Absolutely. I love that. So what are some of the gifts and talents that you feel that you have been given since you're asking others? I have to ask you. Wow. Okay. Um, gifts and talents that I have. Um, I true confessions for our listeners. You and I have known each other for a very long time and I could probably name a million gifts that you have, but I want to hear your answer. Really good listener. Um, I am creative in I'm creative. Like I, I want people to thrive and realize that everything that they have is inside of them. And so I feel like I have a strength that says, I'm going to help someone do that. And if, and if it can be a physical reminder, a piece mm. of sea glass, or it can be a reminder in my office when you're coming in for therapy, 
um, I, I've kind of made it my life's mission and work to, to support others on their journey. And I yes. think I'm pretty good at it. You're very good at it. And so let's talk about that because you're not just a therapist. You've really made a mission over the years, in my estimation, of constantly seeking knowledge and new ways to try things in your therapy. And one of them is a form of yoga, right? Yes. Talk about that. It's so unique. Um, So the form of yoga is called Phoenix Rising Yoga Therapy. And it's really about how can we be in the moment, in our body, and be with whatever shows up. So it's kind of like we're on our yoga mat, we might be in a a pose uh, and a form. And when we hold that pose, typically we start having thoughts, feelings, emotions, right? That really uh, mirror what's going on in our life off the mat. Mm. Oh, I'm frustrated. Why do we always have to go into this pose? And then you get to see your struggles right there in your face while you're in your body, while you're breathing, while you're being supported by another person in the class, right? The teacher, or if this work can also be done one-on-one. So it's really a form of, of presence of how can I be with what is emotion, thought, feeling, sensation, and stay with it and Mm. process it and not move away from it. Do you find that part of the success of that method is that people are not thinking about their feelings, they're thinking about the yoga, but in the process, the feelings come up? Is that the idea? Um, well, what we want to do is have someone, okay, so actually a part of the process is, no, we, we yes, we want to move them away from their head, but the only way sometimes to do that is to put someone at a physical edge mm, of their body. Mm. So let's say they're in a shape that they can just hang out in and and they're not even knowing if they're breathing or not. We want to increase that edge a little bit so that they have to go, Ooh, I I feel that I can see that. So then the focus comes in Mm. rather than out into the head. It comes in. Very interesting. So edges can also be emotional. Like you can have something pop up, right? And you could move away from it and get distracted in your head, or you can have okay, I'm just going to stay and breathe and breathe through the edge. I may have a wave of sadness come up. I may have a, a wave of whatever emotion it is come up. And it's a way, a, a form of being able to stay and pause, right? Really just pause. I feel like a lot of people have had a greater opportunity during COVID to be introspective and to pause, as you said, and think about life. And I'm noticing a lot of people are making changes right now in their life, whether it's in their career, in relationships, in who they see themselves as or who they desire to become. What are you seeing as far as your clients in general? Obviously, you're not going to talk about anyone specifically, but are you noticing a trend, I guess is what I'm asking, as a result of COVID? Yes. A couple things. One is that things that might've been there um, underlying are now coming up to the surface more because there's less distraction. Mm. So when, when you're not able to go and socialize the way you want, or you're um, not able to go to the movies or whatever it is that you do, it's like, oh, here I am, I'm stuck with me, right? So those things are coming up to the surface and people are rising to the occasion and dealing mm. with them, which mm. is really awesome. The other thing that's showing up is, okay, I can't do it in this way anymore. Mm. How can I figure out a way to be with myself in another way? Mm -hmm. So it's also showing up like that. 
you know, we talk about the word pivot and I think it's so overused right now, but in some cases a pivot is necessary and in others, it's probably something unexpected. So what do you think the benefits of this pivot during COVID for people will be this time to really pause? Choice comes up, right? So we're, we're limited when we're confined, right? So COVID made everyone confined to their homes. Mm -hmm. Some people found that helpful. Other people did not, but then you get to a place where you're like, well, I have a choice how I want to show up, right? I'm not reacting anymore. Now I'm having a choice and I can respond. So if I choose to respond differently, I can make changes in my life, right? I love that. So getting back to the whole (laughs) gifts and talents and the sea glass, it all kind of works together because maybe this is a time where people have had a chance to think about themselves. I've been saying a lot that people have become necessarily egocentric during COVID because in a world where we always think of others, this last year has forced us to think about ourselves, what we've needed emotionally, what we've maybe not realized were important to us. I've heard a lot of my friends, for instance, say, gosh, I thought I was an introvert, but I am craving connection and being around people in a way that I didn't before. So how are people starting to notice their gifting as a result of this last year? Yeah. um, I think realizing they have a lot more strength on the inside than they thought they did. Mm. Until it's tested, do we really know what you're capable of, right? So I, I think um, in my practice, um, I, have, I see a lot of people that have children. Mm-hmm. And so the kids are home, parents are home. And it's like, wow, I didn't know that I could set a healthy boundary mm. that actually was helpful to my children for them to learn how to have alone time and downtime without, say, technology or, or interaction with their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the parent to also get like, that's okay. Like I get to go and nourish myself so I can come back and be a healthier, happier parent. And I have to figure this out because now we're in this house, like lots of people were 24 seven with their right. family. Right. And, and first the, oh my gosh, this feels really bad happens right. Naturally. We, we have to have the upset to be able to go, okay, now here's that place where I get to choose and respond. And it's actually helping everybody. Right. It's helping the whole family make decisions about time management, about their emotional space that they need. And then perhaps even coming up with a way to be creative within their family together. Maybe Mm. it's I've seen people that are cooking, learning new cooking skills. I've seen people take on exercise habits. I've seen people that are like knitting galore, like all kinds of things that people are just like, I wouldn't have had the time or the space to do this right. if I wasn't stuck at home. Mm-hmm. That's really awesome. Like, right? Like people are learning Fantastic. new things, being creative in all different ways. Um, that's been really nice. Absolutely agree. So what if anything might feel difficult for people as we emerge from this unintended cocoon? Huh. So fear is huge um, from a couple different perspectives. So right? Kids have been living in fear, right? There's been a lot of fear around. And so for them to reintegrate, like they're reintegrating into the schools, right? But they're also having to reintegrate and trust. And so ah. trust that they're going to be okay. They're, they, they might be invited to take their masks off and do they 
trust that it's safe to do that? Can they trust the person that's asking them to do that? Mm. So a year's a long time in, in people's lives, especially kids where those relationships um, have been altered. It also has, I think as we reemerge, it's, is it okay? Am I allowed to be around a lot of people? Uh, Am I not? How do I want to do that safely? So lots of questions about what feels right, hmm. what I'm told I'm allowed to do, but what, how can I listen to myself first and foremost for anyone, right? Hmm. If, a, if a child, whether that child is five, 10 or 20, how can I start developing that inner voice that says, this is good for me, this isn't good for me, right? Yes. And as adults, we're doing the same thing, sure. right? We're doing the same thing about re-entering and does it feel safe? And, and being at home for some felt really good and for others, it didn't. So there's like, it's complicated because everyone's coming from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. how do we honor all of that out in the world when we come into a store and someone has a mask on and, right. and someone says, oh, you don't need to have a mask on, but that person's like, oh, but I feel safer this way. Right. Humans honor where someone's at. And I think that's going to be a challenge because everyone's, you know, it's kind of like busting at the seams and then it's summertime. So people are outside, people right. are shopping, people are going places and you're going to see people that are holding back and that people are moving forward. And how can we, to our friends, to our family, to strangers, really just honor that someone is doing it in the way that feels best for them. And that's okay. And that's great. Right. 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 I love that word honor. So, so let's go there. How, how can we do that? I mean, if I'm seeing people and they're, you know, expressing judgment over whether someone's been vaccinated or isn't, or is wearing a mask or isn't, how can we honor that choice and honor ourselves at the same time? So I think it's first always a process of awareness when we are making that judgment, can we take a step back and just notice first that we're judging, mm. right? And that's hard. That's mm -hmm. really hard, especially if we're really in the judgment. So first step, awareness of what we're doing. Can we accept it? Can we accept that? Wow, look at me right now. I'm judging that person. Flipping it around. How do I want to be treated in that instance? Mm. Right? Paradigm shift. How do I, how do I want to be treated? Do I want someone to judge me for wearing or not wearing, for getting a vaccine or not getting a vaccine, right? So putting ourselves in another person's shoes, empathy. Mm. And that's such a valuable trait. What things do you believe, you mentioned children especially, what are children learning through this that you think will impact them going forward? I'm sure as a therapist, you look at things that are markers in people's life that have helped shape the way they are. What do you think for our kids going through this will be different because of it? Let me think about that. In so many ways, um, what's come out for a lot of kids is anxiety. Mm. And so as we move forward, um, I, I don't know because we're in it, right? We're right. Will that be a, a response that people have, that kids have when something comes up that's fearful? Ah. Right? Like, I wonder that. Is that going to be a go-to response? Interesting. Because they're not sure. Right. So um, what else are we going to see? Uh, hopefully on the, on the other end of things, we're going to see more creativity. 
we're going to see more individuality of, right, everyone at home, when kids were at home, decided probably with their parents' help how they were going to set up their day. Right. So did some kids learn how to have structure if they needed it, less structure if they didn't, how to be more self-reliant for those people that were home by themselves. I think it's, it's too soon really to tell because we're just emerging. So, Mm -hmm. and I can see where even that could cause anxiety, people wondering how this will affect them. I think about big events that all of us experience as a a world together. And there are very few where all of us are in it like this. You know, I think about 9-11 was a very distinct example of where it was, it felt like it was happening to all of us, certainly some more than others. I want to be respectful and say that, but with covid it really did feel the entire world was going through this and there won't be that many opportunities in life where we can all learn a lesson. I would hope that we would come away more resilient with a little bit more grit. And, you know, there's an expression, everything's figure outable. Marie Forleo says that. And I have it on a sticky note by my desk because I think that's one thing I've learned this last year is at the beginning, we all wondered, how are we going to do this? Yeah, And the reality is we figured it out because we had no choice. When I was in television news, I called it the law of TV. The, the show was going on, whether you were ready or not. So we had no choice but to be ready and to look and appear as if we were. I think it's, as you said, that under the surface that was going on for people that they've been dealing with. Yeah. You know, to add on to that, you're going to go on anyway, right? Um, I I also go with, from in my profession is, you can say anything to anybody. It depends how you do it. Mm. Right. So if something needs to be said, how can you say it with kindness? Mm -hmm. How can you say it with compassion? Right. So that you're not hurting someone. So you're not judging somebody, anything, anything can be said. Mm. I love that. Like, okay, I'm not in a box. I can say this. I just have to figure out how to do it. Mm -hmm. That honors them and honors me. Absolutely. So when it comes back to the sea glass project, first I have to ask, will you walk the beaches again next winter and look for the turtles? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am looking for my sea turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that activity, that desire to do something good for the world and a hobby led to this other expression. It, it's so cool to think about. So as you're looking for sea glass and as people are finding it, it must be neat for you to sit at home and think, I wonder who has it in their hand right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you know, at first I was a little bit, um, wanting, wanting to know the outcome, right? Yes. Yes. I have to just let this go. I have to just trust Mm. that this was what, how I was guided to share this and I just have to let it go. And, and it's interesting as I let it go, we talked and it was like, Oh, well, let's do this. Oh, another way. Mm -hmm. However, it's designed to get out there. Um, And for people, even if it's just like someone finds it and, and it brings a smile to their face for the day, mm-hmm. like, wow, that's really, oh my gosh, I love that. Thank you. Wherever the, whatever, right. Yes. It touches one person. It is amazing. So cool. And I think that's part of the, the joy of it, honestly, is that no one knows your name is not on it. No one knows where it came from. And just to know there's good in the world is good for people, especially right now. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Well, it's the Sea Glass Project. Tell us again the Instagram account. This it's the Sea Glass Project underscore twenty one. 
the Sea Glass Project underscore 21. So as people find Sea Glass, they can go onto that Instagram account and your desire is they would share their unique gifting or something they are grateful for or a talent they have. Absolutely. Just a picture or a poem or a saying or just whatever it is that you want to share. That's great. The more people see it, the more it can grow and spread love and kindness wherever we go. I love it. Michelle Beebe, thank you so much for being with us. And we will follow eagerly to see how people are sharing the glass and their gifts with the world because of you. Thank you. We hope after listening today, you'll be on the lookout, not just for sea glass, but for your God-given talents and share them with the world and the sea glass project on Instagram.